This is WexCast from the Wexner Center for the Arts at The Ohio State University. I'm Melissa Starker, Creative Content and PR Manager, and for this episode I connected via Zoom with Colin West, juror for the 2023 Ohio Shorts Program. It screened Saturday, April 22nd, and West will join us at the Wex that night to give out the $500 jury award. West is a Columbus native and a graduate of Ohio State and the University of Southern California School of Cinematic Arts. He's directed numerous shorts along with three feature films, including 2021's Double Walker, starring Sylvie Mix, and the recently released critically acclaimed Linoleum, starring Jim Gaffigan and Rhea Seahorn, which won the Sloan Science on Screen Award at the San Francisco International Film Festival. Double Walker and Linoleum are both currently available to stream. West is also an alum of the Ohio Shorts programs from 2007 and 2009. Our conversation touches on those early films, how he got started directing, his move from the fine art world to the mainstream film school setting of USC, his unique style of storytelling, and his experience culling through films from around the state for Ohio shorts. I just wanted to start by saying thank you so much, first off, for taking time to do this. I was so thrilled to be able to sort of come back and do this Ohio Shorts program and be like curious. It feels like such an honor and sort of such as like a, like everything coming back around full circle, you know, because I had, I have screened at Ohio Shorts. It was the very first film festival that I ever screened at. My first ever public screening was at Ohio Shorts back when it was called the Ohio Short Film and Video Showcase. With Double Walker and Linoleum in their own ways, they're both very much about the power of dreams and where did your dream of becoming a filmmaker begin sure sure well it started back in high school actually you know first of all i'm glad you sort of see the connections there they are sort of different films but i think like a lot of the themes really really overlap and there's sort of that visceral quality that kind of plays out in both films um but yeah i i fell in love with filmmaking in high school i was um I always say I got into filmmaking because I was bad at soccer. Uh, and this is because I didn't make the soccer team and all my friends did. And so I was, you know, 15, 14, 15 and sort of wandering around one summer. My mom was like, you know, you should go to the library and get some books. And I went to the library, but instead of getting books, I got a whole bunch of movies. And that just set me off on, I just fell in love with movies at that point. And I sort of um, really realized that they were made by people and that can be a job and you can do this for a living and, and, you know, create and express via the art of cinema. And um, the the big one that actually kind of did it for me was uh, Darren Aronofsky's first movie, Pi. And I remember seeing that and it was like nothing that I've ever sort of seen in the cinema. It was like the 16 millimeter black and white, very low budget, gritty film this was, you know, the year 2000 or so. So I went on to the early days of the internet and, uh, and got onto Darren's website and his email address was there. Like this is before he was, he blew up, you know, before, right as Requiem was coming out, um, Requiem for a Dream. And so I emailed him and, and, um, was like, Hey, I'm 15 and I want to make movies. And, um, he actually wrote me back with a bunch of sort of advice and stuff like that. And that kind of really made me feel, like it was doable. And yeah, so that that was what really set me off. And then since there, I I got a a degree from Ohio State in fine arts, actually painting and sculpture. And then I ended up working for a Columbus artist uh, and native Anne Hamilton for a few years as her assistant, like I did a lot of video editing for her and and, and other sort of like project management stuff. And um, 
then after that, I moved out to Los Angeles and got more into narrative filmmaking over the last, you know, 10, 15 years out here. And that kind of leads to this point. So that was my origin story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you've got a fair amount of Ohio State in your DNA. Oh, yeah. Tons. Yeah. I, I you know, it's like Ohio State would march in the 4th of July parade, you know, in our community. So it's it's yeah, it's very embedded in me. And the Wexner Center was such a huge influence on me uh, and my artistic career um, as it was sort of blossoming early on. And I just never forget it, you know. Going from a fine arts background and a, an assistant with a contemporary artist position to basically the film school Ivy League would <laughs> seem to be a, a bit of a, a, a jump. Um, and how did you navigate that? Yeah, Melissa, I'm glad that you noticed that because, um, you know, I think. Filmmaking and and fine arts, you know, um, are very intertwined, like they are very intertwined, but it's a different way of speaking. It's a different language that's used in talking about it and discussing it. You know, you don't discuss the piece, you discuss the movie or the film and there's overlap, but also they kind of all have their own little niche. So I've definitely been able to sort of like blend the two. And I think that's where like a lot of my I don't know, like intuition comes from is like this like background in arts and like fine arts and like sort of really um, enjoying process and enjoying discovery and enjoying sort of the the art of communication and expression through image and sound. Um, and I sort of like always kind of go back to my art roots as far as like how to kind of construct, you know, the creative side of things. And then yes, like at, you know, USC, like what you said, like an Ivy League of film school of a sort, you know, like it is like, it was a different, you know, like it's it's a very Hollywood based program. Like, you know, I sort of enjoyed my time there, I guess. Um, but it was definitely like um, it had its ups and downs, and it was it was kind of a something for me to get used to. Um, but I certainly feel like I come to filmmaking as a as an artist, and it was interesting, you know, being in a class at USC with there's students from all over. There was a Harvard law student who ended up going into filmmaking. There was, you know, like this journalist who went into filmmaking. There was, and I was the fine artist who came into filmmaking. So we all kind of had our different approaches to filmmaking. And um, so that was, a, it, those conversations were were kind of the most interesting, I think. You're still pretty young in your career, but. Oh, thank you. I um, love being called young. <laughs> <laughs> You do, yeah, but that said, you you do have a distinctive style already, especially in your narratives. Just this sort of, of interesting balance of giving the audience something that's relatively familiar, but also kind of really making them think and really bring some of their own ideas to the work. And and I just was curious, how do you approach storytelling? I think you're right. I mean that that there is this blend with my films and I don't really do this intentionally, but it certainly, I think kind of goes back to like, you know, the fine arts roots mixed with the sort of more commercial filmmaking um, schooling as well in some regard. But I guess I don't quite know how I construct these things. I, I very much follow um, my own kind of like passions within it. And I, and like I was kind of mentioning before that, like I'm very process oriented. I don't really outline my scripts. I don't, kind of like um find it ahead of time I feel like that just always takes the the magic away and even on on set like I try to sort of capture energy more than anything else like one thing that the films often come back to is like hey I'm setting this film at a tone not a time and I think that's always kind of helpful um in 
bringing collaborators on because obviously films are huge collaborative processes and I don't necessarily approach it in the same way that other filmmakers might. Um, so, you know, kind of bringing the team in and I, I definitely have a lot of like conversations and slideshows with people to try to like get everybody on the same page because it's like, hey, we're going to we're going to approach this a little differently. I mean, even Double Walker, like wasn't a script, you know, like it was actually this 60 page novella that I wrote um that like we followed but also improvised a lot of and it ended up being completely reorganized in post-production but I I knew that was going to happen you know so it was very set up as like a process oriented um project or piece you know like as you would say in the art world so I I I don't know I I, I feel like maybe there's a unique approach to storytelling that um I'm still finding you know but again like I I think I like to allow for um for sort of uh, creativity and process to kind of take the lead throughout every process of the journey. Like I don't write a script intending for the movie to be exactly like the script. I always sort of like anticipate and make an environment that can facilitate changes to happen, you know, intentionally. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that answers a little bit, Melissa. It does. And actually just a, a quick follow-up in that obviously you're working with a, a cast with more name recognition in your, your latest film and um, having actors who are, you know, maybe more experienced, did that impact um, your process at all? I, I was just so um, happy to be learning from these people. Like it felt like, it felt like a school schooling for me too, where, you know, I'm, I'm on set, you know, directing somebody like Ray Seahorn, who has been, you know, in television and film for 30 years on set pretty much every day of her life. Like, she is such a professional and so sort of on it and so able to such a good collaborator that, um, you know, really what happened, I think, with Linoleum as as opposed to some of the other films was I was really, truly able to kind of treat the actors as like the department heads of their character, um, which I thought was an approach that was very helpful for me as a director, because I didn't feel the need then to be this kind of like overarching director with, you know, these ideas that must be followed. Like, I don't direct that way. I don't, I don't, I like it to be a collaborative effort. I like it to be a conversation. That's why I make these things. So everybody's coming in and having these great ideas around the same themes that I'm trying to get across. And so, you know, of course, I'm going to take the best ideas from these places and sort of like make this amalgamation. And, and you know, somebody like Ray Stehorn with so much experience like I could just sit back and and watch her and just, you know, ask her questions all the time. It was it was very much, um, I don't know, it just was so much fun. Like, I, I mean, they're all film, but like, you know, with coming in to, we're working with people with a lot of experience, not only actors, but then also crew members too. Like, um, you know, it's it's a bit of a different ballgame, but it's kind of like a, a looser uh, way of working, which is kind of fun. I love that description of the actor as the department head of their own character. It's like no micromanaging and right. yes. And opportunities to learn from one another. For like, sure. I, I think that helped. And even telling the actors that too really helped me too, where I think it really made them feel much more comfortable and also kind of allow for permission, um, you know, because these actors come from, I mean, they've obviously worked with a ton of directors, you know, and it's like, well, how are you going to work? You know, you just don't, they don't know. So I'm going to turn to Ohio Shorts. Okay. And I am going to ask you to tell me about the works that you've shown in Ohio Shorts um, and the experience of getting selected, but also 
how you look at those films now. Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, that's great. So I first screened at Ohio Shorts, I think it was 2007. It might have been 2008. And then I subsequently screened at Ohio Shorts maybe three other times, two or three other times at least. Um, I know actually, let me grab this because this is fun to look at. Hold on. Okay, I went back through and I did find this, which is uh, the program from the 2009 uh, Ohio Shorts, which has uh, the films here. And um, and what was so cool about looking at this one, this was 2009, so I think it was maybe my third film that was in the festival. But I look at these other filmmakers here, Matt Mindel, uh, Kevin Van Scooter, Dan Gerdeman, uh, oh, yeah. Charlie Roberts. Corey Allmiller, all of these people like I'm friends with still and I met there. So like I, I find it really incredible that like it was such a part of my early filmmaking experience that um, I don't know, it's, it's, it was just very, it's very exciting to be back in a lot of ways. The first two films that I put in were actually animated films. They were sort of stop motion, um, cut paper animations. Uh, the first one ever was called Amsterdam. And it actually has this little moon character that sort of goes through this little city and winds up making its way into the sky. Um, and, you know, what's interesting, you talk about influence of those, those films back then, that moon character, no joke, I put into linoleum. So in linoleum, um, in the background of one of the sort of more animated scenes, you can see that moon character. And so, I mean, I always, I still think about that stuff all the time. It was very influential. Yes, like, do I look back at those films and see flaws? Of course. Do I see growth potential? Yeah, I see that too, you know? And I, I'm excited looking back at those. I think they're very raw and they're very like, you know, sort of like my exports are all blurry and they have like interlacing and, you know, like it's, they're, they're, um, they're just first attempts. And, you know, like I'm, I'm very, very, very proud of those films still. Um, and I think it just all kind of leads to the next thing. And so for me, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm really excited, especially for a lot of the youth entries that are in the, the Ohio shorts this year. I think we have four, we're playing four or five of them. And there are some of the best ones in the lineup. No joke. Like I just, there's so much voice and so much sort of vulnerability in them that I'm excited to see where those filmmakers go in the next 10, 20 years. And um, I, I just see big things. So I'm, I'm excited about it. So that's a perfect segue into my next question, which is how did you approach the jurying process? Did you have any guidelines in mind or were you, did you just kind of like let it all flow in? Yeah, well, I think as far as like, you know, curating something like this, I haven't done this before. Um, we had over 80 entries this year uh, to the Ohio Shorts, um, and I had to whittle it down to, you know, a 90-minute program, which meant maybe 15 shorts max that we ended up having being able to pick. And, you know, to be honest, like, I just watched them all. Um, it took, you know, I think there was about 10, or, 10 hours worth of movie um, total. And uh, I watched them all and it was sort of what grabbed me and engaged me, I suppose, in a lot of ways um, were the kind of ones that that excited me. I think, you know, filmmaking, art making, art consuming is a very subjective process. And so, you know, these I won't say are necessarily always like the best movies or the best production value or blah, 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 blah. But I definitely feel like there is something in each one of these films that I feel like is very truthful and honest. And I can see the filmmaker 
trying to say something and putting their heart and soul into it. And I think that is what really clicks for me, especially in a, in a, in a showcase like this, that is very regionally driven. It's that we also have a lot of youth entries, which I think is really exciting, but these are people whose voices are just sort of beginning, you know, a fair amount of them, especially the youth ones, but you know, there are some established filmmakers in, in this lineup as well, which I'm also really excited about because it's sort of, you could see sort of a string between like early voice meets these later voices. So that to me is very exciting. And I tried to sort of curate the lineup as far as the way in which these are ordered so that they kind of speak to each other in some way or another as well. But, you know, it was really, really hard, Melissa. I wanted, I just, I wanted to show all of them. Like I was truly like, well, how am I going to whittle this down? Like after I'd watched them, I was just like, there's no way to whittle all this down. Um, so it was a very, like, I, I, I don't know. It was, it was like, um, grueling in a lot of ways to whittle it down, but it's part of the, part of the gig, I guess. Is curating something that you might want to try your hand at? at a, Absolutely. Point? Yes. Thank you, Melissa, for asking. And maybe for anyone who, uh, is reading this or listening, I, I'm very open to it. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. And in fact, I've been sort of like considering the idea of kind of opening my own film showcase or doing some sort of festival affiliation at some point here, um, not in the too distant future. So I definitely felt like it was a great step into that world to see what it might be like and frankly, how difficult it is to uh, to make these decisions. So um, I feel for the festival crew even more and all y'all at the Wexler Center, we have to kind of like parse through all this stuff on the daily. So, um, but yeah, it was definitely an enjoyable process and, and I, I'm excited to do it in the future for other reasons as well. Um, as someone who has shown in Ohio Shorts and has now curated a program, is there a piece or two of advice that you would offer? You know, I think it's pretty, this is pretty common film festival advice, but the shorter, the better. I think with a lot of these films, like what I did notice is um, there was repetition of um, thought quite often um, that was, I think, a little superfluous from time to time. So I think the shorter, the more concise, the better, always. Um, even with my shorts, I look back at them, I'm like, why isn't this five minutes shorter, always, you know? Um, so, but I mean, I think that's a really broad technical answer to, to your question, but I also think like the more important answer would be something more along the lines of like what we're looking for as an audience, not we, but like anyone who's consuming any form of art is looking for, I think is a voice to communicate with. So I'm not saying like put the camera over there to, you know, make it weird. I'm not saying that I'm saying like what we're looking for is like, something to latch onto and to be able to feel within ourselves so that we feel like we're a part of a conversation with the piece. Um, and I think some pieces, some films um, can be sort of like, you know, there's a, there's a gap between the filmmaker and the viewer that I think leads to some confusion maybe, or that kind of a thing and, or just like disinterest. But, um, but yeah, I think that's kind of my main advice that I would try to give. 100%. <laughs> and um, it's just what you're saying speaks to so much of what we present here. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and so, I know you guys are so multimedia. It really, um, you know, I, I think, and two, like, you know, from somebody who I still paint, I still draw, I'm working on a graphic novel. Like I do a lot of different multimedia stuff and um, it's all, it, they're all so threaded together. It's all about communication. Um, so anyway, that's, yes, I get it. 
<laughs> so I am not going to ask you to tease the jury winner or play favorites or anything. I am just going to go right to um, what are you working on now? Do you want to talk about the graphic novel? Or are you working on another film project? Well, the graphic, I, no, no, it's not too much pressure. I, I appreciate the question, Melissa. I'm, I, as far as the graphic novel goes, it's something I've been working on for about five years and I intend to be working on it for another 20. It's not something, you know, like this is just one of those lifelong projects. Um, I'm really excited for it for 20 years from now. But, uh, but yeah, as far as other film projects, yes, I'm currently casting up uh, my next film and trying to sort of get that off the ground. You know, these things take a lot of time and a lot of resources. Um, I'm also sort of um, working on a couple of different projects, one is in TV and then a couple features. So we'll see kind of how the cookie crumbles. Um, but uh, definitely kind of pushing on the themes from Linoleum and just kind of extending those um, ideas even farther. So I'm very excited about what's next. That sounds great. Cool. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, not really, other than to like, I don't know, to just thank like Ohio. Like I just feel so indebted to Ohio. Both my features are set in Ohio, even though I haven't lived there in 15 years. It's just, it's a place that I think really inspires me and and I can't sort of like wait to, I don't know, go back and and be a part of the community again, just in this small way, but, but also in the future, like I want to shoot movies in Ohio. I want to be a part of it. So, um, you know, it's, it's always an inspiration to come back and see these. I'm looking forward to seeing your selections. Thank you. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I will be there. I'm going to do an intro and I'll talk about, you know, the, the works that are in there. And then I'm going to, um, you know, do a little meet and greet after with everybody and do the little awards ceremony. So I'm excited to be there. Thank you again so much. Yeah, thank you, Melissa, and I look forward to meeting you in person. Thanks for listening in on this conversation with filmmaker and 2023 Ohio Shorts juror Colin West. In addition to the jury award, an Audience Choice Award of $300 is awarded at Ohio Shorts from ballots cast by viewers during a post-screening reception. For the list of selected films and more information about Ohio Shorts, as well as all things WEX, go to wexarts.org.